going to walk you through my checklist for lengthening short naps. So if you feel like your little one is just stuck at that 30 to 45 minute mark for their naps, you're not alone. This is very common, this is very normal, but I wanna encourage you that does not mean that we are powerless to make these changes. So we can absolutely help our little ones work towards longer stretches of sleep during the day. And as a bonus at the very end, I'm gonna give you one more step you can try. If you checked all the things off of my checklist and you're still struggling, this bonus tip can really help kind of get you to that next level. I do wanna to quickly touch on why short naps are happening because this can help us understand and also be a little more patient and understanding when we really just wanna rip our hair out because of the short nap. So your baby's sleep cycles are around 30 to 45 minutes long. That's all. So when you experience a short nap, what's happening is your baby is sleeping for one full cycle, which is great, and then they're waking up and they just don't know how or they don't have all the right tools in place to be able to fall back asleep and connect their sleep cycles and sleep for a longer stretch. So that's really what's happening. That's why you may be getting stuck. And if you're not stuck at all with night, like if you're not experiencing a bunch of night wakings and you're thinking, why can my baby connect sleep cycles at night? but not do it during the day. That is also really, really common. At night, your baby has melatonin coursing through their veins, which is basically our sleepy hormone, and it helps us fall asleep, stay asleep. And so without that during the day, we're really just working off of sleep pressure, um, and that's what's helping your child sleep, and then those ideal conditions for napping. So it's natural for sleep to be a little harder to come by during the day, really normal. I know it's still frustrating, but that's kind of your why. Why is this happening? So the first item on the checklist is your napping environment ideal. So what do I mean by ideal? I mean it should be pitch dark in there and you should be using white noise for sleep. Now these two for me, if we are struggling with sleep, these are two items that are non-negotiables. They're easy to fix and they can make such a huge difference in your child's sleep. The dark room is really important because when your child is waking up after one sleep cycle and we want them to go into the next one, we cannot let them be distracted during that couple of minutes in between there while they're trying to fall back asleep. So we want it very dark. We don't want any night light in there. We don't want light coming in through the window. We want it pitch dark. I would say on a scale of one to 10, with one being light and bright, kind of like this room, and 10 being pitch dark, you need to be all the way over at an eight to a 10, okay? So you may have to get a little creative. You may need to tape some aluminum foil over the windows or some black construction paper. You may want to invest in some nice window covers. I love blackout easy window covers, but you need to just get creative. And then when it comes to white noise, this helps because this is gonna block out and buffer any sound that might be going on in the house, which during nap time, there probably are lots of sounds going on in the house while your baby is napping. So by helping to buffer those sounds out, again, we keep them from getting distracted. We keep them from being disturbed. If they're in a lighter stage of sleep, it helps them continue sleeping instead of being jolted awake. So I've also linked um, my products that I love using below, so you can check those out. That includes white noise and the Blackout Easy 
window covers that I prefer to use. The second item on our checklist is making sure that your child is getting the right number of naps for their age. And this can be a hard one, but it's really important because if your little one is taking too many naps for their age, this tells me a couple things. One, we're probably offering their naps too frequently. So we are putting them down when they are undertired. And so that's not the right timing if they're undertired when they're going down for a nap. And so they may simply be waking up from a short nap and not able to sleep more because they haven't been awake long enough. And I know when you're dealing with short naps, it can be easy to get into kind of a cycle of short naps. So then they have a short wake window. So then another short nap. So then they have a short wake window. And it will take some pushing and stretching of those wake windows to get them longer. You probably will experience some fussiness while you push. But if they are not on an age-appropriate number of naps or taking age-appropriate wake windows, that is absolutely a factor in their short naps. On the flip side, if their wake windows are way too long and they're getting too few naps for their age, then that is also gonna affect the length of their naps because when we keep them up too long before we put them down for a nap, they are overtired going into that nap. And overtiredness just causes more stress on their body and increase in cortisol. Sometimes it can mean an, an increase in adrenaline and that is going to cause more of a full-on waking once they go through one sleep cycle. So we really have to ride that balance between not undertired and not overtired and find that middle ground for them. And if you're listening to this thinking, I have no idea what an age appropriate number of naps or an age appropriate wake window is for my little one. I have also linked for you my short nap guide, which gives you a month by month breakdown of how many naps your child needs and how long their wake windows should be. So that can help guide you while you're looking at their schedule, assessing it, and if you're gonna make tweaks, you can use those numbers to help you make those tweaks. Next item on our checklist, is it age appropriate for your baby to be taking short naps? So here's the thing, if you're watching this and you have a newborn that is under three months, it is very age appropriate for you to have short naps all day. Now your child may be a newborn and sleep longer than that, great, you're doing awesome, or more like it, your child just loves sleep and it's not as much something that you have done. If you have a newborn who is taking really short naps all day long, that is normal. So I want you to be patient. You can still be applying these things like ideal napping conditions, ideal timing and number of naps, but I don't want you yet to be stressing out or pushing really hard for longer naps because it just may not be age appropriate yet and that's okay. So take a deep breath if you've got a newborn, use the checklist items that we've already talked about, but then I want you to pause and kind of let it go for now and see if it writes itself over the next couple months. Now, typically I find that around months five, sometimes four, sometimes six, somewhere in that four to six months is when we can really start to expect longer naps and push for them more intentionally. So if you're at four months and you're doing all the right things and they're just not coming together yet, again, you may just need to be more patient. Keep doing all the things you're doing right, but be a little more patient and know that sometimes it just takes more practice and a little more maturity 
before they're able to nap longer. On the flip side, if you have a baby that's six months or older and you've been trying to do all the things and you're not seeing naps lengthen, take another good look at this checklist and really try to hone in on what piece you might be missing. Okay, final checklist here, final checklist item that we're gonna talk through. Is your child able to fall asleep on their own? So if your child is dependent on something outside of themselves to fall asleep, be that the pacifier, nursing to sleep, rocking to sleep, being laid with, you name it, if they need something outside of themselves that is not consistently there, then they are going to struggle with these short naps because when they get through one of those sleep cycles and wake up, then they need that same help before they can fall back asleep and lengthen it to another sleep cycle. So if they need the pacifier to fall asleep and it falls out and then they wake up after one cycle, they're gonna need you to come in and replace that for them unless they can find it themselves and replace it. Same thing with nursing. They're gonna need you to come back in and nurse them or hold them or rock them. So whatever kind of sleep prop your child may need, if it is a prop that is outside of their control, that could absolutely be a huge factor in those short naps. So if you're watching this and you're thinking, okay, my child does not know how to fall asleep on their own, what are my options here? I'm gonna walk you through kind of two options. Your first option is you can just keep doing what you're doing and just kind of accept the fact that you may need to go in there after that short nap and help them back to sleep, whether that's replacing the pacifier, nursing back to sleep, rocking back to sleep, etc. Um, if it's something where you are picking them up and holding them, nursing, bottle feeding, rocking, just plain holding to sleep, you may have trouble transferring them again. So you may just need to understand that with sleep the way it currently is, you will have to be needed to go in and help them back to sleep. You may be able to transfer them back to their sleep space or you may need to hold them for the rest of that nap if you want them taking longer naps. The other option is that you can start teaching them independent sleep. So that is what we do when we work on sleep training. That is working on laying them down awake. Now, I don't recommend starting independent sleep and sleep training at nap time because nap time is harder than nights like we talked about. Um, I prefer to start at bedtime first and then work our way to naps eventually, but that is an option that you can do. Give them the tools in their toolbox so they know how to fall asleep on their own, and then when they do have a waking after just one sleep cycle, they have the tools to fall back asleep. So that's your second option. If that is something that you are thinking you might be ready for or that sounds intriguing to you but you're not sure, definitely check out this other video I have that goes over readiness for sleep training. And if you're ready, what things to think about before you start sleep training. Okay, before you go, here's our bonus tip that I wanted to talk to you about. If you have followed everything on this checklist that I've laid out, so you've got that ideal napping environment, you have the right number of naps and the right timing of naps for your child, your child is at an age that it is appropriate to expect longer sleep stretches, 
and your child is falling asleep on their own. If you're doing all of those four things, first of all, congratulations, good job, I'm proud of you. But if you're still struggling with short naps, here's this bonus tip I wanna give you. So sometimes when they wake after a short nap and don't fall back asleep, it's not that that skill isn't there. If they know how to fall asleep on their own, that skill is absolutely there. They know how to do it but sometimes we have to help motivate them to do it. So if you are in the habit of going in after a short nap and either trying to help them back to sleep or just getting them up and starting the, you know, the next wake window with them, I want you to start waiting longer. And what I would recommend following is an hour crib rule. So this means that from the time your child falls asleep in their crib to the time that they wake up, if that's not an hour, they're gonna stay in their crib, in their sleep space for the remainder of an hour. So for example, if your child wakes after only 40 minutes of napping, they're gonna stay in there an extra 20 minutes, 40 plus 20 equals an hour, okay? So we're gonna leave them and give them space. Now during that time, you may choose to stay out of their room completely, or you may choose to use your sleep coaching method, whatever method that is that you feel comfortable with, to respond to them. But by delaying that gratification of starting their day and by not helping them back to sleep out of desperation, we really give them the chance to practice the skill and to be motivated to fall back asleep if they're still tired. And I recommend if you're using this crib hour rule that you use it for every single nap every single day and give it some time to work. It's not gonna be instantaneous. I would plan to give it a week or two before you say, okay, this still isn't working. Um, because sometimes they just need more time and more practice and they need to see that repeated pattern. So there's your bonus tip. I hope it helps. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And again, be sure to check out that video about sleep training readiness. If that is your missing piece and you're not sure if you're there yet or not, this video can help kind of walk you through the logistics of sleep training and how to know if and when you're ready.